Welcome to Every Nation Rosebank. Please note that the views, opinions, assertions and theology of the following speakers and panel members do not necessarily represent the view of Every Nation Johannesburg or its leaders or elders. These speakers were invited to create dialogue and discussion on this matter and their views are their own. Enjoy the discussion. Thank you, uh, Program Director. Good morning, uh, Saints. It's a great pleasure for me to share a moment with you this morning. Uh, I thought that before perhaps I go into what I'll be saying, I wanted to share just a few scriptures since we are in church. Remind ourselves... Uh, Isaiah 61, verse 8, says, For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. In my faithfulness, I will reward my people and make an everlasting covenant with them. And Exodus 2, 22 so that's two, three says, anyone who steals must certainly make restitution. But if they have nothing, they must be sold to pay for their theft. And Second Kings 8, 3 to 6, but I'll just uh, take 6, verse 6. It talks about a woman who was away and whilst he was away, her land and house were taken. Then verse 6 says, The king said, Give back everything that belonged to her, including all the income from her land, from the day she left the country until now. Let us pray. The short, the short part of the prayer of Jesus. Father, the hour has come, glorify your son, that your son may glorify you. For you have granted him authority over all people, that he, Jesus, might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Amen. Amen. I just want to open with the, the words of the Constitutional Court Judge Majala, who opens a unanimous judgment of the Constitutional Court in the, in the, in the case of Daniels versus Cribante, I will not make the full citation for the lawyers. They may come to me for the full citation. But he opens it in these words, among others. The land, our purpose is the land. The land is our whole lives. We plow it for food. We build our homes from the soil. We live on it, and we are buried in it. But in everything we do, we must remember that there is only one aim and one solution and that is the land, the soil, our world. Just talking briefly about why has land reform failed in South Africa, 
The Constitution of South Africa, among other things, governs land in general and land reform in particular. Historical context of the Constitution is a negotiated political settlement reached between contending forces. A specific agreement was reached that the state would compensate in those cases where land was restored to the dispossessed at market-related rates. Now corresponding obligation was imposed on the beneficiary of, of dispossession to pay for the enjoyment of the thing for the period involved. Biblical principles involving restitution required the beneficiary of the dispossession not only to return the thing, but was also penalized as a disincentive against dispossession in future. It is a universal accepted principle among, among nations in the world that agreements, when entered into, are to be honored. I think there's a Latin expression that says, pacta servanda sunt, which means exactly that, that agreements are to be honored. The current land reform policy is so bogged down by bureaucracy that there will be no quick fix solution. The land restriction process was set up in an adversarial manner, emphasizing rights which in turn encourages the parties to resort to litigation. The constitution makes the state or government the sole respondent in all land claims in terms of section 25, subsection 5. It exonerates the direct beneficiaries of undue or unjustified enrichment. I said just the example of, uh, in the Western Cape, <clears throat> there is a place called Van Rensdorp, which is uh, in the West Coast, about 150 kilometers from Cape Town. I mean, as early as uh, 1925, when it was discovered that the water in the Ollansfans River was plentiful, an act of parliament was passed in 1925, 15 years, I mean, uh, years after 1910, the formation of the union. And in order to enable state funds to be allocated to a building of a water canal. That canal runs from Van Rensdorp in the north right down to Glen William. As if you're driving on the N7, you can see this meandering, you know, canal, water canal, which only benefits, uh, I mean, white farmers living in that area. And of course, colored fam families were, colored farmers were actually forcibly removed from that particular route, which created a lot of, uh, you know, sense of hurt in that area. We also are, must remember about the Malamala land claim in 2013, which paid out something like 1.3 billion. Section 25 of the Constitution also states that the amount of compensation and the time and the manner of payment must be just and equitable, reflecting an equitable balance between the public interest and the interests of those affected. And that due weight has to be given to all the parts, to all parts of the Section 25, especially the history of acquisition, the purpose of expropriation, and also the market value of the property. The state is the only bearer of the responsibility for restitution of land, and not those who benefited, leads there to not being enough funds being available for compensation and, and empowerment of receivers. Needless to say, some churches also were a beneficiary of, of, of the state largesse. Uh, for example, the Dutch Reformed Church, one of the first claims I was mentioning in, the, in fact, in the country that was settled in 1996 is a, is a claim called Ilanskluf, just outside, about 13 kilometers from Sitrasdal. Uh, the land was given to the Dutch Reform Church, and then the church in turn later sold it to a white farmer. And the people are very bitter against uh, the Dutch Reform Church 
for, 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 that, for that which happened. And also we're seeing that those who benefited tend to be also unrepentant and indifferent and in fact even to being hostile. And one is saying that maybe section 25 should be amended to make them liable too, if that needs to be. It could also be done through you know, normal legislation within the context of what section 25, subsection 5 and subsection 8 of the Constitution allows. Also, I want to make the point that uh, the preference for peaceful voluntary resolution of the land dispute is the alternative to litigation. Alternative dispute resolution encourages voluntary peaceful resolution of a dispute in a way that results in win-win outcomes. The opportunity to establish an institution like the Commission for Conciliation, CCMA in labor disputes, I think should have been also established for land restitution cases in order to make the process less adversarial as it has become over the years. The lessons learned from the speedy, expeditious, and inexpensive way of resolving disputes in labor, in labor should have been transferred to land reform, more so because of its emotive nature, demanding that parties have a long-lasting relationship after the dispute has been resolved. Landowners who willingly surrender their land would be lauded and thanked as they demonstrated love and a commitment to fellow citizens. The farmers who have given away excess land should be incentivized by reducing their effective tax rate to above the national tax rates. And whereas here that it has not been the case, compensation need not be limited to the currency of land only. And haphazard and inconsistent implementation of different policies over the past two decades has also not yielded the desired results. And although the current policy and legislation on tenure reforms seek to protect those working and living on farms from unwarranted and unlawful evictions and to help labor tenants acquire land rights, we have over the years witnessed many cases of unlawful evictions, some of which have had to be presided over by the Constitutional Court. The question whether to amend or not to amend the, the I mean, this particular section of the Constitution, um, or not zero compensation is paid to white owners, there will still be, there will still be a problem. The Labor Reform or the Labor Tenants Act of 1996 was enacted according to Section 25.6, yet in a, in a case had in 2016, after 20 years since the promulgation of the Act, the state has still failed to make any steps to elevate the rights of millions of labor tenants. And so, in a sense, the, the implementation even of laws has contributed to where things are. And of course, one outstanding principle, I think we, oh, I'm sorry, South Africa has also isolated, I mean, operated in isolation in dealing with, with our land you know, challenges. And they make the point that there are beautiful examples coming out from countries like Ethiopia, Rwanda and Kenya, to mention only a few. And we ought, as South Africa, look to countries in Africa and even abroad, especially in terms of uh, the deficit of social cohesion in our country. A country like, like this, I mean, the Swiss Constitution has got a, I mean, a beautiful example where social, national social cohesion is, is actually put above anything else, above everything else. So all South Africans would contribute, I mean, we also are saying that there should be some consideration of a national land reform fund where all South Africans would contribute financially to be administered by the best brains in the country towards funding sustainable development projects from land reform, taking best practice from the rest of the continent and the, and the world. 
And the fund would, could be, you know, two-pronged. On the one hand, have a land acquisition arm, and on the other hand, an operational revolving fund for the wherewithal for farming, you know, a la one-acre fund. This is a fund that has done incredible, I mean, an organization that has done incredible work in Kenya, where they took 38 farmers in, 19, uh, in 2006, trained them in agricultural, you know, production and all of that, and that particular operation spread to six countries in East Africa, and by 2016, in 10 years, they recorded uh, participants in their operational fund at, at the level of uh, 445,000, you know, farmers. And by last year, end of seven, 2017, they have some participants of participating farmers of something like 600,000. They're aiming that by 2020, they would want to reach one million farmers what participating and estimate that one farmer is able to support in his family five family members. So when they reach one million, they will actually be lifting out of abject poverty five million people. I think it's time for the ruling party uh, to abandon any timidity and prevarication and show this generation a fierce determination to use its powers, its existing powers, to pursue and entrench policies to advance the interests of the black majority. Um, this moment in history, I think, presents us with a unique historical opportunity. It is a wave, and we must ride this wave in the language of, uh, of Cephas. I hope there is a Cephas here who will understand. Saying, not that I'm one myself. The landless in our land are now on the march. And they have seen something of the future. And in the words of uh, the late Cesar Chavez, the Mexican-American leader, he says, once social change begins, it cannot be reversed. You cannot uneducate the person who has learned to read. And you, can, you cannot humiliate the person who feels pride. You cannot oppress the people who are not afraid anymore. And he says, we have seen the future and the future is ours. Indeed, the future belongs to the young people. Um, finally, um, in order to save time, I have already you know, cited some of these scriptures, so I will not waste time with that. But God is certainly working 24-7 to bring about justice. God says, only place where God says, I love justice, I, Yahweh, love justice. So he is a God who is about justice. And we must follow. If God loves justice and we call ourselves his children, then we must follow his example all the time. We must love what God loves, justice and righteousness. And restitution is a biblical matter. God in his omniscience foreknew that it would be an issue and he gave direction on it. He did so in a way that <clears throat> restores the balance and in a word, justice. I thank you.